with the greasy black peel. Welcome back, Wolf Pack. This is the Fantasy Fixers Podcast, and I'm Winston Wolf. Getting into the spirit. It's the season of spoiling your league makes Christmas because we're going to be a bunch of Grinches out here. All right, let's get straight into it. News and notes, injuries. All right, every running back in the Miami organization is on COVID. Um, it's on the COVID list, including Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown. Uh, Malcolm Brown is uh, coming back from Iora. Could be the only running back in this backfield at this point. If he's the only, if he's part of the one-man wolf pack, don't be scared to play him against the Jets. Austin Eckler suffered an ankle injury uh, in the game against the Giants, but their head coach Brandon Staley said Eckler is fine, should be ready to suit up Thursday against the Chiefs. Uh, Alexander Madison is on the COVID list, so your handcuff is uh, waiting to get back in the game. Uh, Tyron Smith aggravated uh, his ankle injury in week 14 and will not play next week. And I know what you're thinking, like, why in the world is he discussing injury news about a lineman? Uh, because it uh, has fantasy implications. Uh, if Zeke is this bad uh, with his best tackle, then you have to hate to start him next week. The only saving grace is the fact that they play the Giants next week. So good luck. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders suffered a knee sprain, knee sprain and uh, most likely out next week. David Johnson off the COVID list, and that's about the useful information is telling you the game Monopoly doesn't have real money. Uh, Josh Allen has a foot sprain, and it's said to be day-to-day, so they expect him to still face the Panthers Sunday. Uh, Jets coach Robert Sala expect Elijah Moore to return in Week 17. It's a little scary to play a guy for IR in your championship game, but you have no idea what your team is going to look like in two weeks from now with all the injuries that we're suffering. Uh, Lamar Jackson suffered an ankle sprain, but according to Harbaugh, it's not a high ankle sprain, which could keep Lamar out two to four weeks. Uh, I would be very surprised if he plays this week. Um, but I, I do recall Carson Wentz playing on two sprained ankles, so it is possible. Um, Dan Campbell is hopeful that he can get Swift and Hoxton back this coming week. Not sure how much I want to believe this about Swift because I seen reports earlier saying that he could possibly go on IR. Like their season is over. Like you're you're playing for a draft position at this point. And I don't honestly I honestly don't know why you would even bring Swift back. It's like waking someone up after they passed out on a roller coaster. The horror is still there. Let them sleep this one out, please. Uh, Kareem Hunt suffered an ankle injury and unlikely to play in Week 15. So I guess you're. Handcuff right now is Dearness Johnson, who in his stead, when he when he came in, he he's been solid. Uh Rashad Penny seems to uh have third degree burns on his pinky toes for scorching the Texans with 137 yards on the ground. Speaking of pinky toes, the owner of the Bears said his pinky toe is even worse than before. And at this rate, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a wooden foot by the playoffs. Let's get into these games. First game on the slate is the Falcons defeating the Panthers 29-21. The winner of this game is Robbie Anderson going 7 for 84 and a touchdown. Not sure if you want to chase these stats. Matt Rule is talking about the idea of having a three-headed QB approach. What's more gross than that? This is Robbie's first game over 60 yards this season. And the first time over 40 yards in two months. Don't go chasing this these stats. You're, you're gonna you're gonna be upset come for week, first week of the playoffs. Uh, the losers, Cam Newton. I can't believe the Panthers were a three point favorite 
I thought Cam would be fine as long as CMC was there. But since his departure, his play has gone down like it's a well in the boat. Well, Cordero Patterson didn't play in the fourth quarter, but the organization is saying it wasn't because of injury. I don't know what to think. Why, that, why else would you keep a guy out the entire quarter? Keep your eyes to the eyes and ears uh, to the fantasy news to see if any injury updates surface about the Swiss Army knife. The Browns clawed past uh, Tyler Huntley and the crew 24-22. The winner of this game is Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. Uh, both put up 100 in spite of not having Lamar for pretty much, I think after halftime, he was declared officially out. Uh, I think Bateman could be a sneaky flex next week. Uh, the loser of this game is Lamar, and it's not his fault because you can't control injuries, but you probably lost your matchup without him. And if you did win, you have to play next week without him. So how could he not be a loser? The Seahawks gave the Texans a beatdown they deserved, 33-13. I took the Seahawks to cover against the Texans, and I was sweating bricks. This game was a lot closer than the result. Uh, the winner of this game has to be Rashad Penny. The Seahawks have struggled to find any running game this year. Penny is the Derrick Rose of football. I'm surprised any time he finishes one game. But that he did. And he showed us, uh, showed out. And he won me uh, quite a bit of money. So thank you. Now, I don't know if he solidified as the starter you play this week because they were playing the Texans. But he is a guy that you have to pick up, even if it's a defensive move. The loser of this game is DK Metcrap. The narrative would have been totally different if uh, he would have scored um, the TD where Wilson threw threw the ball slightly behind him on a wide open slant. But no one cares about what didn't happen when it comes to fantasy. You either get the points or you don't. You have to play Metcalf next week, and it's going to hurt your heart and your pockets once you're knocked out of the playoffs. They have the Rams next week, so Wilson will be under pressure like Logic's first album. The Chiefs stumped the snot out of the Raiders 48-9. The winner is Hunter Renfro. 13 grabs, 117 in the touchdown. As long as Waller isn't in the lineup, Hunter is a Julian Edelman on steroids right now. The loser. Uh, what if I told you a team that has the best tight end in football just scores 48 whopping points? Kelsey has back-to-back 27-yard games. You would have thought in a blowout victory like this, he would have a huge game, but he didn't. Uh, normally, I wouldn't fret, um, but it's the fantasy playoffs. And that type of performance will send you out the door like Jazzy Jeff on Fresh Prince. Saints took care of business. 30 to 9 against the Jets. Uh, the winner is the Saints run game. Taysom, 73 and 2. Super Camario, 120. And on 27 carries and a touchdown as well. Hence, you should start whichever Dolphin running back is starting next week. The Jets can't stop a parked car at this point. The loser is all of the Jets, every one of them. We don't even need to name names. Uh, Cowboys barely got away against the football team, 27-20. The Cowboys barely got away against the football team, 27-20. Uh, Dallas DST is the winner. They have been eating like Nicocado Avocado doing the mukbang. Mukbang. Get your mind out of the gutter. The loser is both backfields. Uh, with both backups being out in Pollard and uh, McKissick, you would expect a, a bigger game from Gibson and Elliott. 
But Zeke was in a 7-30 split in the first half and a 50-50 split with Corey Clement in the second half. Zeke with 45 yards. Gibson with a measly 36. It was just awful for both backfields. McLaurin also left the game with a concussion, but you have to be pretty lucky to have survived his zero-point outage. Uh, The Broncos opened the game with a 10-man personnel tribute to Demaryius Thomas. And you simply knew what time it was going to be after that. Melvin Gordon was running like he was on the game temple run. 24 carries, 111 yards, and two touchdowns. This is one crazy tandem. Um, They have. And Javante Williams still came away with 73 yards and a touchdown. The loser is the Broncos passing game. It's non-existent. And that's partially because of the run game that they have, but some of it is because they have three solid receivers and two good tight ends. Well, I wouldn't say Fant is good. Uh, so uh, you can't trust any of them. Uh, I trust them about as much as I trust uh, Cersei Lannister. Just avoid them if you can. Pick up another wide receiver off the waiver wire. Don't, don't play these guys anymore. Uh, the Niners stunned the Bengals 26-3. 26-3. <laughs> 26 to 23 in overtime thriller. The winner of this game is King Kittle and Jamar Chase. Kittle came away with 13, 151 and a touchdown. No idea why they don't just just triple team him at this point. I would like to welcome Jamar Chase back to the fantasy party. Jamar, come on to the back. So glad you could make it. Right in time for the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was worried. I thought you hit the rookie wall. Oh, now that's out of the way. I just need that type of performance. Uh, three more weeks. Yeah, in a row would be good. That would be good. Remember last year when Jeff Wilson won you fantasy championships? And I do mean championships with two S's on the end. Stop holding on to that memory. It's gone. The ship has sunk. Titanic. If, I, if Elijah Mitchell can't play this week, I hope you have a better option. The Niners prefer Debo to run, so if Wilson doesn't get a goal line carry, you're in a lot of trouble next week against Atlanta. The Buccaneers defeated the Bills 33-27, and this had fantasy explosion written all over it. The Bucks tried to do their best Falcons impersonation by blowing a lead which they were up 24-3 at halftime. And that usually makes for an excellent fantasy day, which it did. The winners are both QBs who put up at least 30. No losers from this game. If you started them, you had a solid game, if not a great game. Green Bay stumped the Bears 45-30. The winners are Aaron Rodgers slash Devontae Adams, that tandem. Uh, They are so in tune with each other, they probably – know each other's thoughts. Rodgers put up 341 and 4. Adams 121 and 2. If you didn't see the move he put on Jalen Johnson in the end zone, then you should. I simply don't know how you can guard uh, Devontae Adams one-on-one. It's over. The loser is Darnell Mooney. He needs Dalton back. Might be time to sit him like uh, when the beat stops during musical chairs. The Rams versus the Cards was a great way to cap off the week where the Rams caught the W, 30-23. to 
I thought the Cards were going to stump the Rams without Ram- Ramsey on the field. Winner's James Conner. I, I know you wouldn't wish harm on a on a player, but you you cannot think of how good Connor would be getting every carry in the fantasy playoffs if Chase Edmonds stays on IR. And that's that's not wishing ill intent on a player. That's 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 just wishing him a long, meaningful recovery in hopes that he returns in week 18. The loser is Kyle Murray. He didn't account for one TD. If you've survived him this week, he certainly has a, a get-right game next week. All right, let's get into why you're actually here. The most important part of fantasy, the waiver wire. If you have a first-round buy, congrats. Now go get that Week 16 DST. For all my people fighting to stay alive, let's go. Coming in at number one, how could it not be Rashad Penny? You seen what he did last week, and I need you to remember that that was against the Titans. I'm not the Titans. The Texans. So you have to pick him up. And even if you don't start him, you need to pick him as a defensive measure. Uh, because you would hate to lose your matchup because you didn't pit him on your bench. Coming in at number two, the number two running back. Whoever is starting at running back for the Dolphins next week. They play the Jets. Phillip Lindsay, Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed are all on the COVID list. Uh, I think I've seen Gaskin is vaccinated, if I'm not mistaken. So he has a chance to come back as a starter, but you just never, never know with uh, COVID because, you know, symptoms can linger. Uh, number three, desperation move, and I hate it. Jeff Wilson. I know, I said, don't get him, but his schedule is delicious. I mean, Falcons, Titans, Texans, that'll make your mouth water. Like I said, total desperation. You need a goal line carry, but not certain how desperate you are. Number four, if you're the Eckler owner, Justin Jackson better be your top claim. Now, you won't get half of Eckler's production, but the waiver wire is too slim to lose. You're starting running back this late. Number five, Craig Reynolds for the Detroit Lions. If Jamal Williams and Swift don't play, this is another deep league desperation call. Uh, Reynolds played almost 50% of the snaps, came away with 11 carries, 83 yards, and secured both targets for 16 yards. I know it's a, it's a this is a deep dive, but not knowing your running back situation, it's the playoffs, you just never know. The number one wide receiver to add, uh, and I hate to suggest this guy, He's a lion, Amon Ra St. Brown. 12 targets in back-to-back games. He scored 15 and 24 points in his last two outings. He's had three red zone targets in the last two games. If he continues to get this kind of volume, I think you have to play him as a flex. The number two wide receiver to pick up is Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, He's coming off a bye, 46% on. And they're playing the Jets. Need I say more? The number three wide receiver to own or pick up. All aboard! I'm back on Rashad Bateman bandwagon. And I'm not even in fear of Lamar doesn't play because he still came away with 103 yards with Tyler Huntley. I can't see Lamar playing this week after being carted off. So start Rashad Bateman in your flex. I think it's solid this week. The number one tight end to pick up is Austin Hooper. 
who should have been picked up last week with Najoku and Harrison Bryant on the COVID list. He's 41% on and looks like a good streamer against the Raiders, who have given up the third most yards to the the position, third most TDs to the position, and the second most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. I rest my case. The number two tight end to pick up is Ricky Seals-Jones. This might be the grossest waiver wire ad of the year. He just scored one point last week, and it was dreadful. But they are facing the Eagles, who have given up the second most yards to the tight end position, the most tight, the most TDs to the tight end position, and the most points per game given up to tight ends. So they are just about dead last in every stat when it comes to tight ends. Start them up this week, especially if McLaurin misses time. He's pretty much the only guy, I guess, other than Cam Sims, who had a big grab last week. But you got to go back to the well, depending on what you're looking at. Like, I started Tyler Conklin last week, and he got four points. It was terrible. So, I don't know. You could try it out. Let's see. The number one DST to own is the Dolphins, and they're probably on. But they play the Jets, so no stats or metrics needed. The number two DST to get. I think it's the Green Bay Packers. If Lamar doesn't play, this is who I'm going with. It's not a lot of streaming DSTs out there for this week. So it's it's slim pickings. But if you're already in the playoffs, go ahead and get your DST for next week. Hey, if you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. This is another one in the books. Good luck in your playoff games. We'll see y'all next week. Let's get it. Come around and we ain't knocking at your door